This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, with some federal workers being left behind on paid parental leave, a Senate bill aims to fill that gap. A new leader for the Small Business Administration gets the Senate's approval. And after fake notifications were sent out, the Army is forced to assure people they will not be drafted. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A group of Democratic senators introduced a bill to correct problems with the new Federal Employee Paid Leave Act. Several thousand employees at the Federal Aviation Administration, Transportation Security Agency, as well as D.C. Courts and Public Defender Service are not covered by the paid leave bill that was signed into law at the end of 2019. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer introduced the Federal Employee Parental Leave Technical Correction Act. It ensures those employees have access to 12 weeks of paid parental leave. Senate Intelligence Committee Vice Chairman Mark Warner wants agencies to get moving on a planned security clearance overhaul. Warner wrote to Office of Personnel Management Director Dale Cabanis and Acting Director of National Intelligence Joseph McGuire, asking they immediately issue guidance needed to implement a series of security clearance reforms. The initiative is called Trusted Workforce 2.0. Warner says agencies should build off recent bipartisan endorsement of the Trump administration's plans to overhaul the outdated clearance system. Kansas Senator Jerry Moran is the new chairman of the Veterans Affairs Committee. Senators confirmed him yesterday as the new chairman. Moran replaces Georgia's Senator Johnny Isaacson as committee leader. Isaacson left his Senate seat at the end of 2019 due to quickly advancing health issues. The Senate VA committee has steered several big veterans legislative policy changes over the past two years. And the Senate has approved U.S. Treasurer Jovita Carranza to serve as the next permanent head of the Small Business Administration. She'll take over for former Administrator Linda McMahon, who stepped down from the job in April. Carranza served as SBA's Deputy Administrator for more than three years under the George W. Bush Administration. Prior to serving in government, she spent more than 20 years working for UPS and served as president of the company's Latin America and Caribbean operations. Defense Department workers might see some changes on bases in response to the threat from Iran. The Pentagon is staying tight-lipped on what it's doing to prepare. However, Center for Strategic and International Studies Senior Advisor Mark Kantian says DOD employees might expect longer lines to get on bases as vehicle searches get more intense. During the Gulf War, in some cases, it took hours to get on bases because of the searches. Kantian says troops will likely see a refresher in cyber training and will be put on increased patrols around base perimeters. The Army reiterates, despite rising tensions with Iran, there is no, I repeat, no plans to initiate a draft. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The Army's recruiting command says it's heard reports from across the country of people receiving text messages saying they've been selected for the draft. There's no clear indication of the motive or who's sending them, but the Army is putting out the word via social media and other venues that the messages are clearly bogus. The U.S. has not conscripted citizens into military service since 1973, and it would take an act of Congress to change that. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Naval Supply Systems Command Fleet Logistics Center unveils its 2020 strategy to provide logistics to the Indo-Pacific region. The fleet provides logistics solutions throughout the Asia and Pacific region to generate readiness. The strategy introduces new strategic priorities to guide fleet personnel. Those include strength through family, generating warfighter readiness, and staying agile, relevant, and ready. 
The Pentagon's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, or JAKE, is looking for help making sense of its data. The JAKE's Infrastructure and Platforms Division seeks an architect to lead the development of data analytics, algorithms, and modeling for technical processes. Qualified applicants must have a bachelor's degree in engineering or computer science. A week into 2020, the Census Bureau revs up efforts to hire enumerators. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The jobs are temporary and part-time, but the Census Bureau needs a half a million census takers for this year's decennial count. Pay varies by location. In Henrico County, Virginia, enumerators earn $21 an hour. In San Mateo, California, up to $30 an hour. The Bureau posts an interactive map showing where the most jobs are available. It needs people in 50 states but it's reached the quota for Puerto Rico. I'm Tom Temin. Efforts for agencies to share common services are facing an uphill struggle. New data on performance.gov showed several initiatives faced delays in 2019, including the consolidation of government-owned vehicles and the centralization of citizen and business payments to Treasury. The cross-agency goal leaders, OMB and GSA, say the fleet consolidation effort is behind schedule because several agencies have not responded to the study findings and recommendations. DHS chooses four vendors to take on its IT modernization challenge. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Homeland Security Department put a key piece in place to accelerate its IT modernization efforts. The agency recently awarded its Architecture, Development, and Platform Technical Services, or ADAPS, blanket purchase agreement. Four vendors, Blackstone, Booz Allen Hamilton, Sevatech, and Techflow, won a spot on the five-year $265 million contract. Under the vehicle, DHS will buy services ranging from implementing and managing enterprise cloud shared services to modernizing and migrating applications to infrastructure, software, or platform-as-a-service environments. I'm Jason Miller. And federal employees in the National Capital Region have until the end of the week to make their last donations for the year to the combined federal campaign. The CFC will close January 12th. The National Capital Region so far raised over $27 million and donated over 56,000 volunteer hours to the campaign this year. The National Capital Region has a goal of raising $34 million to the 2019 CFC. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 